Hey, I'm Olivia Christian, and I'm so glad you're listening to this episode of Long Story Short by Vistaprint. Today's topic, building your visual brand. Our host, Carla Marie, is joined by a dynamic duo, sisters Hannah and Arielle, who not only like working together, their expertise perfectly complement one another and have fueled the growth of their business, Happy Box. A couple of key things that I hope you listen out for. Hannah and Arielle talk about creating a visual brand that is cohesive and consistent in colors, logo, even language, the words you use to describe your brand. But they also talk about how you can play around a bit and break out of those rules around things like holidays and special offerings. Those kind of updates can keep you creative as a business owner and your audience engaged. About engagement, the benefits of having an engaged community of customers is the opportunity to test new products and offerings on those customers and getting their feedback. Your existing fan base are the perfect audience from which to gain insight about what's working and what could work in the future. So don't be afraid to tap into them. Now, I encourage you to listen for all of those things and so much more coming up on this episode. It's Long Story Short with Carla Marie, brought to you by Vistaprint. Thank you for joining us, whether you are watching live or listening to the podcast version of Long Story Short. We appreciate you. The purpose of Long Story Short is to help small business owners succeed by sharing advice from other small business owners. This week's episode is focusing on building your visual identity as a business. And we've got sisters and creators of Happy Box here to discuss how they've excelled at building their visual identity. Meet co-founder and chief strategy officer, Hannah Redmond, and co-founder and chief creative officer, Arielle Redmond. Hi. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having us. Of course. Okay, so give us a quick explanation of what Happy Box is as a company. And then we're going to get into learning all about visual identity. Yeah. So Happy Box is a build your own care package platform. So we're fully e-commerce and our customers go on our website. They pick a box design. They fill it with tons of different gifts. We have hundreds to choose from. Um, they pick a card, they write a note, and then our team literally handwrites their note, um, packs up their box and ships it right to the recipient's door. So basically, it's like the modern day gift basket. Okay, but everyone needs to know how you guys started as a company, because I think that's so important to what your brand is. Yeah, that's true. So Ariel, when we were in college, my sister got dumped right around Valentine's Day. And I was living states apart. And I wanted to send her something super fun, not your traditional kind of like gift basket with pears and nuts. I didn't want to send her flowers. Nothing felt appropriate. I wanted to send her fun chocolate, like snarky items, a voodoo doll, just fun things that would make her smile. Um, So I had to run around to seven stores and built my own care package, sent it to her. She loved it. And I thought, you know, how does this not exist? I mean, you can customize a car online, but you can't customize a care package. So years later, after, you know, a stint in advertising and marketing ourselves, we decided to start the business. And here we are now. So you guys are amazing when it comes to like, I've gotten a happy box before. And it's just so pretty and fun and vibrant. And we're going to get all into how you guys created that. But for people who are joining us right now, I'm like, what, but what is visual identity for a brand? Can you explain that to us? Yeah. So visual identity really can permeate your entire brand from your logo. It's really, we like to say it's everything that you can see. Um, and it really should just transcend kind of anything graphic um, and really be what your business is about. So for us, we're not just about bright colors. For us, it's about being happy and having an emotional response to the brand. So 
for us, you know, that just means, you know, we, ideally we want someone to like see something on the street, make them feel happy and think of us. That's our kind of goal. I like that. So every company obviously has their own visual identity. Did you guys have to sit down and like actually build that out as a business? Like, this is what we want people to feel when they see XYZ. Is that something you actually have to sit down and do? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you absolutely have to do that. Um, I'm super lucky um, that my background is in uh, graphic design. I studied at Parsons School of Design. um, And I've worked on some major, major brands. I've built plenty of style guides in my life. Um, So yeah, it's really about building the kind of, you know, bunch of colors that you feel really resonate will will resonate with your brand and your identity. Um, And then setting up the rules and then really breaking them. I think that's like (laughs) the most fun part about being a designer is you set the system. um, You you know, you play within that system as much as you can. And then you break the rules, which is kind of where all the fun begins. Well, yeah, and it's it's fun because you can kind of um, decide like there are colors we love that we wouldn't necessarily use on Happy Box because they're not within our kind of style guide. So we we make these decisions seasonally on what drives emotion during the holidays, right? Like and and what what makes you feel happy, like whether it's imagery, um, color, uh, and so we we do a lot of work sitting and thinking about that as we refresh kind of all of our marketing. So you bring up color, I know color is a huge part of brands, right? There are so many brands that we see a certain color and we just automatically think of a specific brand like the Tiffany box, right? We know that color. So is it important for a brand to own a color? But you guys also just said you switch around the holidays. So explain how that works as a brand when that's so visual for people. Yeah. So it's definitely not about one color. It's not, I mean, Tiffany's is a, is a perfect example of like the most identifiable brand Iconic, but it's also how old is Tiffany's like a hundred years old. So they've had, you know, they've had a lot of time to build their brand. I'm sure they went through a a couple shades of teal. Um, I think every brand starts with something, right? They start with one color, a system of colors, and then you kind of start to build and see, you know, I can flex the system in this way, which is great. And you should, you should definitely not feel limited to your system. You should feel that you have enough room to play and that it can expand through the holidays. And and you really do have to think big picture throughout the year, marketing, photography, really everything you're going to do and create a system that allows you to be flexible and allows you to kind of play. So for us, what that means is, you know, fun colors. And that's like, the best way to describe it because there is no one fun color, right? So you can pair colors together and create something beautiful. We feel like we have a nice little system that we've created and we kind of stay inside the lines. But then there's some times where we just completely break it when there's a seasonal moment. Valentine's Day is red and pink and we, you know... We just like love to kind of break everything and, and it helps everything stay really fresh. But you're still following your visual identity as a brand just because you're breaking that rule. Yeah. So, so the color is less important. This is going to sound crazy. And like, again, it's like my background of just like design, but you create a system that feels in line with itself. It doesn't have to be a specific set of colors. It is about the feeling that you get from those colors. So it's not a specific green and a specific pink. It's just how they work together. And then you can always throw in a pop of orange if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I was just going to say also, I mean, think about it, right? It's not just the color surrounding everything in your brand. And it's not in every marketing material that everything has to be exactly the same. However, consistency matters. And that's where also your logo comes in, which is part of your visual identity. So I think um, having a consistent logo, I think we talk about it all the time that a lot of small businesses struggle with their perfect first logo and they'll, they'll evolve it. And the problem is, and we've been lucky enough to work on some really big brands in our previous careers, and they are so consistent. They yes. use those logos over and over again to get that tip 
Tiffany color and logo and, you know, these certain brands, they have used it like nonstop for years. And so as a small business, it is like crucial to be consistent with your logo on everything you do. I I would recommend too, if you're going back to your colors, if you're just starting out, have a set of primary colors and then accent colors that you want to throw in and test. And then your brand will naturally evolve. You'll naturally start to gravitate towards colors that you feel really work with your system. And then it'll kind of just, it'll work itself out. So don't be too afraid to have too many colors or, you know, too little, just kind of start. And then you can, you can kind of go from there. Okay, that makes my heart happy. Cause I have a problem sometimes, but, but I love all these colors. With something <laughs> what do I do? So, okay. Good to know. I do know that you guys are Visiprint customers and I know Visiprint has been a part of your journey as a business from the beginning. So share what you have used from Visiprint as small business owners. Yeah, we've done a ton with Vistaprint actually. Um, when we started, we were kind of testing the business idea at like, you know, pop up events and stuff. So our first happy box sign ever was made with Vistaprint. Um, all of our business cards are still made with Vistaprint. Um, we do a lot of custom marketing material, custom cards for our customers, um, all through Vistaprint. So we're, you know, fueled by Vistaprint, I would say. That's awesome. That is so cool. Which, by the way, not a requirement for this podcast. But <laughs> yeah. When you guys were like, what? We love them. So it was perfect. And obviously they were a huge part of your visual identity because you were able to bring it to life for the first time and have that signage. So that was, that's got to be really cool now, full circle. Here we are. Yeah. But when a, a small business sits down and they're like, all right, we need to build our visual identity. Mm-hmm. What do they need to take into account? in that moment when they're sitting down on a whiteboard or whatever they're doing, what do they need to take into account to actually build the visual identity? So I think you have to start with what your brand really stands for. And uh, like for, for us, for happy box, it really is about the moment that some, you know, that someone's thinking about you, that you receive something in the mail and it just makes you happy because someone thought of you, someone thought of you enough to send you something. And that is a very beautiful thing to know that someone's out there. So for us, it's all about the emotion. It really is. We spark an emotion in our customers and, and, you know, we see the notes people write and it is the most beautiful thing that you could, I mean, people are really nice. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think when you're sitting down and really thinking about it, I would really have some emotional words that, that really you feel um, kind of, you know, identify your brand. And then I think from there, the color palette can come. I think logo is super crucial. Like I kind of said before, it's really important to keep that consistent. Um, you can change it a little bit as you go, but it really is kind of important to make sure that you put all your, you know, eggs in your basket, I guess, and, and make sure that you feel really comfortable with the logo. Um, but really creating that emotional response. And then all the colors, like if you're looking at happy and looking at, you know, you're not really picking gray as a color. So the, they kind of fall out of, out of that emotional response that you want your customers to, to receive. I think also your demographic, like who are you targeting? So for us, um, largely our consumer is millennial women, right? So we look a lot ahead at trends. Like what are the trends? What's the Pantone color of the year? Like what are the fashion trends, right? Like in our demographic. So we're looking at that to understand how we should evolve. And then also for our corporate customers, because we do have a corporate line of business where we do corporate gifts, um, we tend to go a little bit more muted because we know that the middle manager who maybe isn't the millennial woman still you know, needs to be needs to have a connection with our brand in some way, needs to find it attractive enough for them to click um, on our website or click on the link. So um, we do kind of like stray a little bit um, still within our brand kind of guidelines, but you know, we'll, we'll tweak it based on the demographic as well. When it comes to social media, what is your approach on visual branding in that world? Is it different than when you're doing your website or your specific boxes or is it the same across the board? 
Yeah. So social media is interesting, like all other marketing channels, and it's an extension of your brand, right? So you do have to keep in mind the brand colors that you've decided on your logo. There's certain like look and feel elements that you should, that should transfer over to all of your marketing, right? That's just important in, in, you know, in the fact that you need to be consistent to drive that recognition of your brand. Um, But I think small business owners, they get so caught up in the perfect aesthetic on social media and so trying to perfectly curate and Photoshop every single post. And I think what's kind of fascinating about social media is the more organic, the more user-generated content looks, it tends to perform better. So I think you can loosen the grip a little bit and let maybe your fans do the talking, maybe look at what your customers are saying about your brand and get creative there while still extending the reach you know, with the branding you like, but, but being a little bit more lax and um, a little bit more organic on social. I think something to keep in mind is no one is really looking at your entire Instagram page as a whole and looking at the feed or looking at your entire page and seeing, oh, it's like beautifully curated. Really, they're seeing this hopefully organically, like really hopefully, or even if you have an ad, like maybe they'll they'll see something, you know, in their feed. But really, it's important to know that, you know, as a small business owner, uh, and if you're side hustling it, like we did for a really long time, <laughs> you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time to spend. And it really is while your visual identity definitely, tra- like it's, you know, it's on social, it's on your website, it's on, but there are so many more important and more valuable, maybe to you as a business owner, places for you to kind of put your time, if that makes sense. <laughs> Other than trends, how else do you find new ideas? Do you guys use focus groups as a business? Yeah, we actually do. Um, we do a lot of customer interviews. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of customer interviews, actually. So we'll reach out to our customers. Um, probably We're also really lucky to have super active, engaged customers, yeah. which is, I think, really rare for a small business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of, we'll say, fans that have been following us for years and they've seen the growth and they're just proud of us, which is like just lovely so that people nice. care. And, and yeah, we definitely email our customers surveys and we'll ask them, hey, do you want to jump on a 15 minute call? We have some questions about this new offering. We want to provide or a new service or a new product and we just want to get your take. And people really are amazing. They really are open to helping. We'll always offer some sort of discount or something to just incentivize them. Um, but the answers we get, I mean, the last time we so did this, thoughtful. I was like, wow, people are really, really smart and thoughtful and really giving us honest answers. So always listen to your customers. Yep. Um, I think it's so important, especially when you're small, because there will be a point where you can't, there'll be a point, I don't say can't, but there'll be a point where it's a lot harder to do yep. one-on-one interviews. Um, and it takes a lot of time, but it is so worth it. We've gotten some really great feedback. It's inspired a lot of change on the website. Um, it's been honestly phenomenal. So yes, customer research, very important. <laughs> it's invaluable to get yeah. that information from people. So that's really cool. I had no idea you guys did that. So that is an yeah. awesome <laughs> for a lot of small business owners. Guys, thank you for doing this today. Go support Happy Box. It's Happy Box on Instagram and it's happyboxstore.com to go shop and send love and happiness to everyone in your life. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you both so, so much. Yeah, thank Thank you. you. This is fun. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Long Story Short. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast and or join us every other Tuesday for our live show. Look for Vistaprint on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for the live stream. We've got more great guests that will share details about their small business journey, some tips and best practices, that we hope will help you grow and sustain your business. Until next time.